You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today is day 9 of the Prayer Beast 30 Day Challenge. Glory to God. And I'd like to break this lovely morning with a testimony from a participant of this challenge and she said good evening sir yesterday i was able to pray six hours that's the longest i have prayed in about four months i was excited or it was exciting then it was focused on the family and last night my daughter got a small burn on her chest immediately i saw it i knew it would have been worse and the whole pot of hot water would have baptized her naked body but because i had prayed all day that didn't happen thank you sir glory to god thank god so You see, part of what prayer does is that prayer is a preventive medicine. You know, there are two kinds of medicine you take. There's the type you take to cure sickness and there's the type you take to prevent sickness. Prayer can be quite preventive and prayer can also be, how I put it, a reversal. But I think I prefer preventive, honestly, because, I mean, it's better to pray for someone and the person doesn't die than to... (laughs) The person dies and then you're trying to pray the person back to life, honestly. It's really better. So that's one thing that prayer actually does. Prayer can actually, like, at times when it could just be maybe on the road, there's supposed to be an operation of robbers or something, stray bullets hit a person, you know, that kind of thing now. Prayer can actually arrange circumstances so that it's either the people change their mind and go home, or <laughs> maybe something happens and you go another route, you take another direction, or something like that. Prayer actually has that power. Glory to God. And there are several other testimonies just flying in from all over the place. It's really good to see all those testimonies. And I believe many, 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 many more will come. Glory to God. As you tell your friends, invite them to join the challenge as they begin to pray. Many things are going to happen. But then I want to focus today on something. Like, the truth about this is that testimonies are so good. Uh, God doing things in your life is so good and many other things but this to me actually it's not just to me it's scripturally this is actually the best result of a prayer life and that is what we call relationship with god okay so the bible tells us that we're born again when we're born again we become children of god right i was saying now are we the sons of god okay bible tells us that he gave us a right that to as many as believed as john chapter one he gave the right to become sons of god so when god comes into us when we believe the gospel we become children of god god's children god's family and that brings us into relationship with god that's what it means it means god is our father and we are his children many times people don't really let this sink in god is our father and we are his children and that is actually the basis or the foundation of prayer that god is daddy and we are children god is dad and we are children so many times we pray like <laughs> someone was joked that the Nigerian church treats God like the Holy Ghost supermarket. I think someone was actually doing a program one day and he puts it up there, Holy Ghost supermarket. Like that's how many Nigerian Christians and Africans actually generally, that's how we're well, not just Africans, even in the abroad too. Many Christians actually treat God like that, like a supermarket. 
you only come to God when you want something and then you go. You actually don't think about God. You don't think about what He wants. I mean, have you ever asked yourself, what does God want? Many times it's, we are on the end of receiving. Oh, I received this. I received that. Oh, my car, my house, my land, my property. Oh, my breakthrough, oh, accommodation, this, that, that, money. And all the other things. And we clamor as if we want to die. But have you ever asked yourself what God wants? If more believers ask themselves, what does God want? I think that their prayer life will change. You understand what I'm saying? We were taught when we were growing up like that, that that if your prayer life was all about you, it was very selfish and babyish. How many Christians that's how their prayer lives are? They just, you know, pray, 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 pray. If you check 90% of prayer points, it's, oh, what God will do for me? Oh, this one, that one, my, my needs, my health, my body, my car, my, you know, there's always about them and all that. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying for your needs. Bible actually tells you whatever things you desire when you pray. So, God expects that you pray for your needs. But, when you get to the point where your needs dominate the conversation, your needs are the number one thing you pray about, your needs are ever before you, and then there's never any discussion with God about his own heart, then there's a problem. Remember, we started by saying as this challenge that in the place of prayer, God's desires, says, delight yourself in the Lord, he will grant you the desires of your heart. He will grant you the desires of your heart. He will give your heart desires. And that's one major thing that happens in prayer because prayer is fellowship. Prayer is intimacy with the Lord. When you're praying and then God is not in your mind, you're just speaking in tongues and everything, you know, there's a disconnect. And many people find their prayer lives messed up because there is no intimacy. I say intimacy, I'm talking about there's no consciousness of the person they're praying to. There's no awareness that look I'm actually praying to God. God is my father. Right? Yes. So the place of prayer is a place of fellowship. It's a place of koinonia. A place of intimacy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Place of intimacy. Jesus' prayer life, you will see it clearly. Look, if you look at Matthew chapter 6, verse uh, 6 to 9, you see it says, But you, when you pray, enter into your closet and see that you shut your door. Pray to your father, which is in secret, and your father, which is in secret, shall reward you openly. So, the order I want to highlight there is how he makes emphasis on your father. Your prayer is to your father. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's to your father. There's a, there's a fellowship, a communion with your father. You get. Now, in this sense, that's why prayer in this sense, if, if prayer is communication or communion, then it's not limited to tongues. Prayer can be done in English. There can be, how I put it, there can be communion with the Father through your thoughts, you know, heart to heart. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. But then things like, or when you get into the place of prayer, or, or I mean like tongues, and you begin to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, it heightens that communion or that fellowship. You understand? Aha, uh-huh, Bible says that when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. My understanding is unfruitful, right? Uh-huh. I said, He who speaks in tongues speaks not to men, but to God, for no one understands how beating the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So, praying in tongues is also that it's also fellowship. You are speaking, you know, to the Father, your spirit and the Father are communing, fellowshipping. And then you are, your mind is able to drop in on that gist. That's what we call interpretation of tongues. Now, all this is being said because, I mean, this is day nine, and our prayer focus from day one, okay, we spoke, started with uh, changed uh, desires with surrender and everything you get but then you ha- we have to ask what is on god's heart what does god want <laughs> right uh-huh. because you see prayer is not just about your needs prayer is also partnership i explained before the bible says that the the heavens even the heavens psalm 115 
verse 16 right it says the heavens even the heavens are the lords but the earth has he given to the children of men so the earth belongs to man that is it doesn't belong to man he has given to man you get but god is the the earth is the lord but man is a custodian of the earth so if that's the case it now means that if god will do anything on the earth man will have to be involved man will have to be involved a man will have to be involved a man will have to give him will i say access you get spirits need to be given access by human beings i've explained that this is why you have witchcraft satan needs witches because they are the ones who give him access (laughs) he also needs uh, unbelievers he needs carnal believers because by their words by their nonsense they give him access you understand same way god needs people god needs you do you get let me give you an example you are praying for money oh father i receive money i need money angels go and get money i buy and say that da, da, da. you know god actually needs a man to get that money across to you well unless well let me actually doesn't really need it's not limited to men that's the truth if you if you can grow your consciousness enough yeah, and an angel can actually drop that money yeah we've had yeah, cases of miracle money we've even seen it in our ministry where you just see alerts, bing bing, hit your account like this. You don't know who sent the money, nothing. You just see money in someone's account. So there are, God is not limited to men. However, men play a huge role in God getting things across to you. So if you check almost everything that you have in your life, if everything you have in your life, it was through a man or a woman, whether it's your boss or whether it's your uncle, your auntie, your parents, whatever, it was through human beings. Do you get? So God needs people. So when you are praying for money, for example, God business to touch the hearts of people to give you money so god needs men god needs you yeah so fellowship with god is the start of a prayer life that is it's from there you develop that intimacy that communion you begin to know god's voice you begin to know god's heart do you understand it's heart to heart deep calling on to deep you understand enjoying the lord and then you carry that fellowship throughout the day and as time goes on god's burdens start being imprinted on your heart you get so if i ask the question what is on god's mind what does god want and it's quite simple he wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth that's what he wants he wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth that's first Timothy 2 verse 4 he says that who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth I seen that. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's what God wants. That's what God wants. If you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse uh, I think uh, 17. If any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away, all things become new, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing that trespasses to them, and has committed unto us the message of reconciliation. So let me explain that a bit. So what's he saying? He's saying that, look, God has what reconciled us himself by Jesus Christ. And he, what does reconciliation mean? It's like two people are uh, strangled or something like that. They are not together. And then one person goes and brings the two together. That's what Jesus did right sin separated man and god man became spiritually dead he dropped out of fellowship with god jesus comes or god comes as a man and that man is called jesus and jesus comes and brings them back into fellowship right yes by his death burial, and resurrection he wiped away the death of sin and so based on that 
we now have an assignment to actually go and tell people, look, God is not mad at you. Your sins are forgiven, right? Yes, that's the gospel. God is not mad at you. Yes, and I'm telling you, if you're listening to me, God is not mad at you. Your sins are forgiven. That's what the gospel is. He says that if you look at verse 19, to it that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That is calling the world to himself by the cross. And so the cross is actually God's love song. You know, it's like God's invitation. He says, not imputing their trespasses to them. This word imputing means he's not charging sin against you because he has taken the sin upon himself. So he's not calling sin or charging sin against you. And this is what this is why we call it good news. It's good news because God is not mad at you. God is not angry with you as, as many people think. God is not counting your sins against you. No, Christ has already died. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So he's saying, come to me. Look, there's no need to run away. Do you get? Uh-huh. It's like, you know when you do something bad? Like maybe when you're younger, many of you have, <laughs> your heart is now like stronger. But, but before, <laughs> when you're younger and you do something wrong, you know how you hide from your parents and all that stuff. You, you are like, <laughs> you're like Adam and Eve in the garden. Uh-huh. So what did you do? Say, ah, the woman you gave me, you can't blame me, brother. And everything, you're running away. But the Lord is saying, no, I've taken your sin. So why don't you come? Come home. Yeah. Come home, son. Come home, daughter. Yeah. So basically, this is what is on God's heart. God heart is that he has a family out there who has or have whichever one is correct have not come into the fold a family imagine if you have family right you have uh, a whole family maybe you had 10 children right and um, all of them would I say rebelled and are out there and you know you're, you're looking for them you are trying to get them back that's God's concern so souls is God's major concern souls is God's major headache and so if you get close enough the desires that will rub up on your heart is souls Already, if you've been praying throughout this period and just focusing on the Lord, by now your heart should be more heavy concerning people and what He can do for them. You understand? Preaching the gospel. That's the major thing. I want to talk about a certain man. His name is John Praying Hyde. And maybe just, you know, seeing an example of his prayer life will encourage you to see that there are depths in this prayer thing. While people are out there running after money, you know, you receive money just say, Amen. And that is a night video for some people. Look at how some people's lives are. I'm just going to read out some things I put out concerning him. It says, uh, Okay. So this is written by a man called, I think, McGraw. Or what is a book called McGraw? Well, it's a reference, uh, McGraw 1970 or so. So it says, It was evident to all that he was bowed down with sore travail of soul. He missed many meals, and when I went to his room, I could find him lying as in great agony or waking up and down. Okay, sorry, walking up and down as if an inward fire were burning in his bones. This is the description of a man's prayer life. <laughs> the description of a man's prayer life. That is, say he missed many meals. He was in great agony. And I'll tell you why he was in agony. He was in agony because of souls. And the next thing I'm about to read explains, I say, yes. God's fire was burning in John's heart. Father, give me these souls or I die were the burden of his prayers. Can you imagine that? While someone else is saying, Father, change my life, change my destiny, take me to America. Eh? Lord, give me spaghetti and macaroni. Lord, give me car, give me V-boots. Okay, V-boots was back in those, those days. I want an escalate, Jesus. Make me rich. <laughs> this one, someone here, is, is, his heart is burning. Like God's fire burning and say, Lord, give me souls or I die. There was a man called John Knox. That was a madman. You know, if you can read God's generals, the one, I think that's part three, the Royal Reformers. I always advise people to go and look for a guy called John Knox. 
there's no way you read your knocks and your heart is not stirred for God in a different way. Just go read your knocks. And, but let's, that's a different story. But this is John praying high. He said, Father, give me this soul so I die. Look at this man. Someone's someone saying, give me soul. Someone, some people give me scoops so I die. Give me uh, food or I die. Give me this or I die. Give me house. Die. Give me car or I die. Give me husband or I die. Give me wife or I die. Someone is saying, give me souls or I die. That's someone's prayer point. Say, Lord, I'm, it's better that I'm dead if you don't give me souls. It's better I'm dead that people don't get saved. Ah, ah, what kind of human being is this? What kind of human being is this? It's better that I'm dead. Can you imagine? Lord, if you won't give me souls, let me just die. Like, that's the only reason I'm here. If you don't give me souls, if people don't get saved today, let me just die. You know, one thing that strikes my heart is that all of us are going to that same heaven. When you get there, <laughs> and they're giving rewards, you know, we're going to stand beside men like this. Many times we're not conscious of, of this life after at all. We're not conscious at all. We only think about here and now. Oh, what will God will do for me? I want to be comfortable and everything. Hey, these people like this, they, they were pro- most likely poor. Many times you see these people, they were poor in the sense that they didn't have any desire for entrepreneurship, business, anything, their own. They left everything, left father, mother, in fact, so they did not marry. They went out to the mission field. In this case, I think it was India. He went out to the mission field just to go and look for souls. They were so burdened for souls, so burdened with prayer. They prayed, they fasted, they cried. These are people that will go out in a day. They don't find, in fact, I heard there's one account I read of him that if he goes and if he goes out and he does not win up to four souls, he says he will come, he can't sleep that night. He will pray the whole night or something. And I'm like, ah, hey, <laughs> boy. So people that don't win one soul in three months or six years are as comfortable lying on the couch, crossing leg, and watching Netflix. It's crazy. It's many times we have to say, what's the matter with us? Like, you know, many, today, if you see a Christian on fire, people are like, ah, that's weird. That's, the, you know, that's, it's almost like, ah, what's wrong with that guy? Why is he praying so much? Why is he praying so loud? Uh, you know? And then people get, even Christians get uncomfortable. No, no, no. He should realize that people need their space. They need their space. Try on campus. Ah, I remember those days when I started praying. <laughs> I did I pray. I said, my hostel, my voice could echo throughout the buildings. <laughs> and I'm sure that people were like, ah, one is too much. What is it now? Every time, eh, it's too much. Ah, it, it's extremism. I literally know some parents who actually don't want their children to be extreme Christians. Say, no, no, yeah. I had what was a girl, her father, her mother. They no, we know you that if we allow you to be in this God thing too much, you'll be too extreme. So, no, no, no they, they try to pat her down. See, those parents, eh, I won't, <laughs> I'm sorry, but when you stand before Jesus, you'll be rebuked, you will lose reward. Okay? It's not only that you are cold for the Lord, but you are now encouraging your child to be cold. No, they're going to receive, <laughs> it's called lashes of rebuke. It's true. Come on. Uh, where, where have you reached that you are now uncomfortable with someone's fire? Someone is so fire, fired up for the Lord. So passionate about soul. So pa- You're like, Mom, calm down. Calm down. Life is not like that. Come on. Is that how life? No, 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 no. Look at someone. I say I can stay on this. Father, give me souls or I die. Guy is burning. He's in agony. Guy is pacing around his room. Give me souls. I do yakata kata. Give me souls or I die. These are the people that, that they, don't, they, they don't know what clock is. They will throw away the clock because a clock is useless. What's the clock doing there? These people will not, they won't stop praying till they board and lift. Ay, kata. This is why there are men who that God can rely on. When you get to heaven, there are men that their names will be on the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you, your exploits on the earth, it, yeah, they will be displayed. 
exploits. Go there, go and the people who go there, they say, you see Paul them. There are badges of honor still there. Like, oh, this is what this guy did. There's like awe and reverence when you see such people. When they see you in eternity, what will happen? <laughs> what will happen when they see you in eternity? Is that they will just, oh, bless you, brother. Bless you, sister. Oh, nice to meet you. And just pass. Or will they say, ah, oh my goodness. Oh, you. Oh my goodness, you won so many souls for God. Your prayer life was so good. Ah, you did so much for the king. Ah, God bless you, brother. How ah, you know? Come on. And eternity is forever. Oh. And the status of which you enter into eternity is sealed. Bam. It remains like that. It doesn't change you. It's not like after one thousand you say, okay, let's pity the person and raise the person. Like, like how you enter it, once you enter eternity, your chance is over. I'm telling you, it's over. You'll be in heaven if you are born again, you'll be in heaven. But in heaven without rewards, you'll be heaven, no? but in heaven without status, without authority, without nothing. I'm telling you, that's what happened. <laughs> this is someone. Ah, no, no, no. If I, let me just read a little more before I go. So he says, as a personal worker, he would engage a man in talk about his salvation. By and by, he would have his hands on the man's shoulders, be looking at him very earnestly in the eyes. Soon he would get the man on his knees, confessing his sins and seeking salvation. Such a one. He would baptize in the village by the roadside or anywhere. This is someone that is on the gospel was his life. You know, Paul said, Woe is me. Cost is me if I preach out the gospel. That's what Paul said. Paul also said to leave his Christ without his gain. So I'm not here to attack anybody, you know, because obviously I also pray about my needs. Everybody prays about their needs. Do you understand? But if you are in this prayer thing because of your needs, I've have messaged me and all that stuff, and I've told them the same thing. I said, look. Remove your mind from your problem and focus on Jesus Christ. Because, I mean, if you are here frantic and, oh, I have my needs and I have things I need. And yes, the Bible says God knows you need those things. Why don't you connect with the person who knows you need those things? Connect with him first. Build a relationship. Like you, And let me put this in practical terms. As you are praying throughout the day, praying, whether in the spirit or whatever, as you are praying, try to communicate do you understand every opportunity you get don't just they said we should pray let's pray time is over ah thank god back no back to your manga no you should be like as you're praying in the spirit it's a place of consciousness oh father oh my father oh my daddy ah daddy hi how are you doing how's it going you understand like try and communicate by words by thoughts and everything as you keep praying and praying eventually you will actually start to receive answers like this like it's like you would communicate and there will be communication returning like it's coming back you become more sensitive to what god is saying to you do you understand stuff like that can go a long way a whole long way glory to god so look at this so it says john's prayer life inspired many people who had the honor of coming into god's presence together with him and changed their lives forever one man describes this encounter the following way now listen to this he says he came to my room turned the key in the door dropped on his knees waited five minutes without a single syllable coming from his mouth i could hear my own heart thumping and beating i felt the hot tears running down my face i knew i was with god then with upturned face down with the tears were streaming he said oh god then for five minutes at least he was still again ah and when and then when he knew he was talking with God, his arms went around my shoulder, and there came up from the depth of his heart such petitions for men as I have never heard before. I rose from my knees to know what real prayer was. Can you imagine that? Like if I want to explain what really happened here, as in he knelt down, didn't say anything for five minutes, but 
there was such fellowship in his heart. <laughs> like, he just said, oh God, like, the presence of God was so strong on this man. This other guy was crying. <laughs> there's only, I think uh, there's also a few other people I know, I know who are like that. Someone likes me because what? Someone was, someone went in there to pray with him. And the guy crawled out after how many minutes? The guy crawled, like, the guy walked in there to room with Vigus to pray. After the prayer, I continued for some time. He, said he crawled out of the room. He said, There's too much of God inside that room. These are men. <laughs> men who have such fellowship with God. Like, their own God is their focus. You understand? There's what we call seeking God's face and seeking God's hand, right? Uh huh. God's face is Him. Like, him you get and his hand is what he can do for you it's right to actually seek both do you understand but your priority should be lord i just want to know you i want to i want to talk to you i just i just would love you you understand what i'm saying yeah because i just want to be with you you get ahead that's 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 where it should be now this guy called praying height prayed so much to the point there that in 1911 he had to leave india because his heart had become weak and had moved from the right side or had moved to the right side. That is, his heart moved. He prayed so much that his heart moved from the left to the right. Guy, oh my goodness. When you meet these guys in heaven, oh wow, hmm. the kind of crown they'll be carrying. Someone was saying some people, some Christians, when they get to heaven, is that they'll give them a crown of spanners, or you say you put your head there for crown. <laughs> so they'll just give you a knock. Bam. Glory to God. All right. So that's it for today. I hope that our prayer motivations can shift. So today, our prayer focus is just intimacy fellowship like you know someone will say i want to know you more but i just want to like i want to be aware of you i want to be conscious of you throughout today right that's the prayer focus so yeah praying the spirit is just about god lord i want to i want to be more conscious and aware of you i want to have more fellowship with you i want to grow in my my intimacy with you you understand that's just the prayer point for today and so you should just pray it and focus on it and i mean it's going to be awesome glory to god now uh that's it for today so I want to encourage people a lot of people are coming on the challenge and are being blessed so much I want you to I know you probably shared with some people but I want you to share with more people share with more people we both that there are people who are sharing with their parents right God may put in your heart to share with your parents there are parents who are joining the prayer challenge their siblings who are joining it could even be your boss at work that needs to join it you never know what the person is going through let them join the challenge let them join it don't don't uh, don't assume because that, that's a mistake we make that oh no no ah so you know this one uh-huh. just like when Samuel went to anoint the king and he saw Eliab David's elder brother say ah he said surely this is the Lord's anointed <laughs> glory to God and the Lord said for what say Ro my friend this is not it's not him if I lost I have rejected him say ah hero <laughs> so don't look at God looks at the heart do you get? You'll be shocked the kind of people that will re- or how people respond to the same thing. So just, I mean, talk to people. Oh, there's a prayer challenge and everything. And of course, if you check uh, the hashtag um, #PrayerBeast30DayChallenge, you're gonna see people who have put up videos concerning what they are doing and all that stuff. And I really encourage you. Come on, for the Lord, go put up a video on your Instagram. Right, tag we at we are yen, tag me pst.sen. Right, write the name of this channel, anchor.fm slash emoji channel. Let people find it, let people you know join the prayer channel, let them grow with the Lord. Hallelujah! And don't forget, we're praying every day on Mixlr. MIXLR is the name of the app, gets on the app store or the play store. We're going to be praying by 6 a.m., 6, 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12, that's noon, 3, 6, and you know, 9, like that. 
although um every day by 6 p.m we're going to be putting on ig live at we are in w-e-a-r-e-y-e-n so you want to tune in follow us there and therefore <laughs> you can partake of that prayer and it's usually very very hot so you want to join in at these times so glory to god all right guys that's it for today have a wonderful day see you tomorrow when it's day 10 and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there